I'm gonna put on about 700 pounds, Jake. Good idea. Speaking of good ideas, Ozzy the Sport Junkie, Jake Jacobson, No Old's Bar, it's a podcast. Sarasota, Florida is the place. You're here, and you will not disappear. And speaking of guys who do not disappear, the guy who's there when you need him, an ace in the hole, if you will, a sidekick who, well, like a bit of a growth. What? Jake. Jake, I could have you removed, but the doctor would tell me it would be bad for my health. How is that for an introduction? I'll tell you, it's no holds barred, which means it's a show about nothing and everything. It's everything in between and all over the place. And for the next hour, hopefully you'll be entertained as we talk about probably the Buccaneers and their uh, two-game winning streak and coming into this weekend's game against the Colts. Maybe a little talk about a couple of signings in baseball that have happened in the last 24 hours. Yeah. And my up-and-coming trip to Vegas on Friday. Hello. To go see the Rangers and the Golden Knights in Vegas on Sunday. Now, hold the goddamn phone. Yes. Well, you were holding out that little nugget, weren't you, for the airtime? There you go. Wow. (laughs) Screw everything you mentioned before that, including my disgusting reference of you being us being joined at this hip. Yeah, but you know what? You think of it as like if you were going, because I know how Lori is. You know, you go up to the Hard Rock, you love to gamble and all that. I'm a gambling, as much as I like it. You know, I'm very cheap, so I don't really gamble a lot of money. And if I see tables that aren't $5, I'm not gambling. I might I might do what Lori does and play the slots, which I never do. Well, you know, when we go to Vegas, I play the slots. Or slots. She plays the slots, I play the slots. <laughs> I, yes, you do. I digress. So, you go to Vegas. Uh, the, pur- the purpose is we're going Frontier. We're staying at the New York, New York, which nice. is right across the street MGM. from where the uh, Golden Knights play. Right. And the purpose was they play a Sunday night game at 4 o'clock their time. I'll be watching the Jets, I know. Oh, Jets of Miami at 10 in the morning. Then we go back and go, we go to the hotel. Well, we'll probably watch it at the hotel. And then we will get changed up with our G- Ranger jerseys, go over to see the, uh, the hockey match. And then we have like a 10 o'clock flight. Back to new, uh, back to Sarasota. If I might be so bold, uh, would it be the the younger Jacobson? No, s- Steve. No, no, it's me and my friend, me and my friend uh, Howie. Oh, Howie Rosencrantz. No, 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 Howie. We will stay at his place in Sarasota. But no, me and my friend Howie, who is a pediatrician and allergist in the uh, Sarasota area, a very successful and wonderful human being, came up with the idea because he's a big Ranger fan. And I said, "All right, well, so we're going. Basically, we're arriving twelve o'clock." p.m. noontime Vegas time on Friday, and then we have a 10 o'clock Sunday night, 10 o'clock Vegas time uh, flight home. So we're overnight. We arrive, I think, in Sarasota like 5, 5 a.m. or something like that. If, if I may be or so Tampa, bold, I should say. Do you... Oh, you're flying out of Tampa. I was going to say, yes. I, I don't think you can get a direct out of Frontier, Sarasota. straight. Oh, the way to go, baby. I, I was looking at flights, Jake, they're less than 150 bucks. Well, the hotel, two nights and round trip was 431. Wow. With ro- with airfare, yeah, everything airfare and two nights. You don't beat that. No, that's why we're doing it. You don't touch that. Cost me a hundred bucks for the uh, Ranger Gold Knight tickets, and um, well, the way I see it, if you fly fa- across country, I don't care if I drive two hours. If I'm going, I'm going to get good seats because I don't care what they cost. I mean, I'm obviously not going to pay top of the of the you know market price, but I want decent seats, especially if you're going to fly four hours across the country. You don't want to sit there in the upper deck like an idiot. Well, we're sitting in the upper deck like idiots. At the, at the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
you and Howie? We don't care. I mean, we spent a hundred bucks for a ticket. I wasn't going to spend two fifty or anything like that. Well, I need my money for food, and if I do decide to gamble, I want a hundred, two hundred dollars to play with. I don't want to look. We're going to. I'm sure every seat I've sat upper deck at Lightning at Madison Square Garden. You're right. It's not in, in it's, hockey. It's not a bad seat no. because it's like a coach's film yeah. up there. We purposely though got the seats where the Rangers shoot at twice. So we'll be on that side for uh, two of the periods, the first and the third. Speaking of Las yes. Vegas and stadiums, update today actually come out the uh, you know the the Alliant Stadium, I believe it's called Allegiant Alliant, where the Raiders will play next year was way ahead of schedule. Everything's smooth sailing, like shit through a goose, they like to say in the business. Well, not so fast. They had big rains over this over the weekend, and that place leaks like a sieve. So they're kind of backpedaling to see who's screwed up there. Well, wait a second. Is it a it's a dome stadium or is it retractable? It is a dome stadium with a glass roof. That will be see that why? Because of the heat of Vegas. What a beautiful idea! You, you can't have outside games in Vegas. Well, wait, 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 wait a second. At night you could. It's fifty four degrees during the day this time of year there. Right. I gotta wear. I mean, I'm bringing my jacket and I'm bringing you know long sleeve shirts, no shorts, and it's 40 degrees at night. So what are you talking about? What about the September games? It's 112. Yes, at it's night. gonna be hot, but it's a dry heat. Same thing in Arizona. Well, well then, uh, well then again, they have a. Is it dome or retractable in Arizona? Arizona is, I believe. Well, whatever it is, they. It, the, the fact field is, is retractable. college football. They play in outdoor stadiums there. Yeah, but those kids, they don't care about. They're disposable. No, I. I, I so, yes. Just just when you thought though, well, that's exciting. I can't I can't wait to hear the. Do me a favor. I want to hear a full report as if, as to the aforementioned topic, is there gambling now? Obviously, I don't think they're going to have turnstile windows, betting windows inside the arena. But is like that's interesting. per se Fanduel like individual playing? If you're not betting on that particular game, I don't, why, would that be off limits? So see if you can put a man on that. Do a little investigative research. Put a man on it? Do a little investigative research. I will go to the stadium, and I will see what transpires, and I will advise next week when we do our podcast. You and your buddy go in and say, I'm Maury Savage. I'm Jake Jacobson. I'm his buddy Howard. safer. And we're here to investigate inside gambling. Did you call Maury Savage? I don't know what that is. It's safer. I'm a guy. 60 minutes. I'm an old guy. I'm an old lady. I'm an old, older guy. I'm the token white girl. Remember the the hottie who was on 60 Minutes who got, well, let's just say, why do you put this politely? Gang raped by the Taliban? Lara something. I know who you're talking about. Oh. She's a British woman, Lara. She's a, she's a British woman. I didn't, what Very, did she, wait, I didn't know she got, oh, she got raped by the... Wow, five, six years ago. She was over in Saudi Arabia or something. And I'm maybe I'm... It's really nothing to joke about, obviously. But she was put in a situation. They didn't go into too much detail. But she was attacked by some Arab people, men. And God bless her. She, she reported her way right on through it. Anchor. And she wait, 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 wait. She was doing her reporting and yes, she was sir. getting molested then? Absolutely. Lara Kraft. The very I, talented, the very talented Lara Kraft. Uh, I I'm Jay Jacobson. Up. You know, when you and say I'm things like Howard. this. Tonight on 60 Minutes. Do they have gambling in Vegas? Or women getting uh, raped in Arab games. Laura Kraft. How much? How late does a buffet stay open at the New York, New York? Do they validate parking at the Sarasota International Airport? That and much more, along with Andy Rooney. You ever wonder why Jake never flies in, Coach? I loved 
Andy Rooney. I love waiting for the end of 60 Minutes to see his well, of course you did. Everybody dissertation. Did. You know, you wonder, sometimes you sit through the boring pieces about oil companies, and well, no one really gives a shit about that. You just to hear Andy Rooney talk about common everyday things. That's very good, by the way. Like, you ever wonder, you spend a fortune on food and gifts during the holidays, and well, the next week it's the third off. They had to move the holidays back two weeks. Everybody save a fortune. You know, I'm pretty good and clever with these things. Yes, People are going to miss are. me when I'm dead. I wonder how the ratings have been since I'm dead. Where's Morley Saver? Well, they're still on after, what, 55, 60 years? Something you know, like I that? Why do women go to the Middle East and get raped by the Arab animals? Uh, you know what? This Laura Croft 60 Minutes rape, I have, n- I have no idea what you're talking about. I can't find it. If well, Google, the, I you can't find it. your friends call you a liar to your face. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying you have your facts not correct. Oh, knew I heard about. I it. mean, you can't make you accusations. Your phone sometimes gives you information that's wrong. You can't go give accusations like that. Well, and what it's, I mean, there's so. I don't know how many people listen to this program. Let's say it's I don't know, ten thousand or ten. A good They're going to be googling this to try to find. Go, you know what? We can't trust anything Ozzy the Sports Junkie says because that's BS. What the hell Google means? Is anybody just making it up? Really, I didn't know. If, I mean, <laughs> all right. Good job, by the way. Thank really you. Is. Um, anyway, right. so I've I, had said some pretty stupid things through the, through the years, but I've said some clever things, too. All right, well, saying stupid things, <laughs> let's, let's segue that into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because now they're having a kind of a quandary. The last two games, Buccaneer victories... Jameis Winston at 25, soon to be 26 on January 6th. Right. A young guy still in his fifth year as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback. It is his fifth, right? It is his fifth. I mean, what do you do? All right, he's improved his quarterback rating. Correct. He hasn't, he, turn, he hasn't had the interceptions, the blatant turnovers, which are game killers. But I wouldn't say this, in all due respect to Jameis, he's played better. He's played better. I'm not going to – who can deny that? But it's a defense that's turned the turned – the, uh, the tides on that team. Well, if that helps. Me, they've had 11 sacks in two games. I think three touchdowns on the defensive side of the ball. And that only benefits everybody. And the de- defensive pass coverage has upped their game up, you know, fivefold. It had it could go nowhere but up. Jacob's the worst in the league. And, okay, say what you want. And I'm not a, a uh, blow smoke and pretend that this is the uh, 85 Bears. But that defensive line has really come together. With Vita Vey, with Sue, who's a free agent, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if the, well, the Bucs can retain he'll play, him. He'll play that or he'll play for his like 90th team. Exactly. Um, you got that 3-4 defense, Shaq Barrett. That's going to be very interesting because if they if they franchise Jameis, that doesn't leave because Barrett's going to want a lot of money, and he'll get it from somebody. I mean, he's got he's on a pace to have about 20 sacks. Yeah, he's Jay. had a fabulous season. He's had no an doubt. unbelievable, and Jay, credit where credit's due. Jason Light picked that guy out of nowhere. If you recall, I was asking all my Buccaneer insiders, who the hell is this guy? Devontae Bond was the guy they brought in, was supposed to be the hot shot. And to a man, he's a good-looking player, uh, backup on a... Started for a while for the Broncos, really nothing to see here, nothing to move along. Boy, was everybody wrong on this guy, and he's going to cash. Let's hope he stays a Buccaneer. I love that 3-4 defense. I don't know what the hell took so long, and I don't know... Now that I watch my team running it week in and week out, Jake, I don't know why teams more teams don't go to a three four. I think it creates more avenues to get to the quarterback. Honestly, I to me it, it I don't care four three three four. 
It does not. I just yeah. It's, to me, it's just about the personnel. It but, is. And, and in regards to the Bucks, give them credit and give Jameis credit. Now, what are they going to do? How much are they going to pay him? Who are they going to get if they don't get him? These are all questions we've talked about for the last couple of months. They'll be. The bottom line is. They didn't beat great teams. No, they I mean, didn't. Jaguars are in disarray. They Horrible. finally they've wasted money on Foles, giving them all that money. Foles should have stayed in Philly, right. and, and you know, no, he shouldn't have because he got paid a lot of money. Uh, but they're in now. They're in a quandary with Jaguars. They're going back to Minshew or Minchi, whatever his name is, and he's going to be the quarterback for the rest of this year, most likely for the career. I mean, he's a rookie. Uh, you know, played for a couple of different college teams. Was I don't know what fourth round pick or something like that. But the one thing he could do is he wins games and he makes the team better around them. When they he, play better around Minshew. He came into that game on Sunday. They were dead and buried. I think it was twenty five nothing. Twenty five nothing. He came in, gave him some life, and uh, yeah, they don't they don't need Nick Foles, so they can eat that big signing bonus and just say, and that's Sing. it. Yeah, or keep him as a backup. Well, then how about this? How about this? Is what was thrown at me by some of my Buccaneer insiders. Either. You franchise Jameis for twenty-seven million. That's when it's going to be the going rate. Right. I, I, yeah, I. I or know. maybe you throw him a three-year deal, big signing bonus, but then you're not tethered at the hip. Then it leaves you the franchise tag for a guy like Barrett. These are questions oh, yeah. why I'm not a general manager. Me They're too. too hard. And by the way, the full forget what I said about Foles. You can't keep him as a backup. Then you got to pay him that high salary. I think he paid. I think it was an eighty-five million dollar contract. Well, so, they were no. talking about bringing him into Tampa Bay. Hey, he's shown that when he comes into a new situation after a success, he flops like a. Well, he was mackerel. injured, and it's hard when a guy like uh, Minshew. What is his name anyway? Minshew. 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 I mean, when Minshew's playing as well as he has. For them, it's kind of like Allen in in in, Jackson, in, um, in Carolina, even though they fired Rivera. Um, I mean, these guys, you can't take them out. I mean, not now. Right. Well, they interesting that you talk about the Carolina Panthers. Boy, Ron Rivera, let me tell you something. If you're buying stock in a coach, and let me tell you something. I used to have John Gruden penciled in for the Dallas Cowboy job because he's such an egomaniac and and Jones is such an egomaniac himself that he wants the biggest and best. How about this? For a fan base, you know why there's 90,000 seats in that stadium, Jake? Because the Latin, the Spanish following of the of the Dallas Cowboys is gigantic. I mean, every person in Texas has a cowboy hat and a Cowboys bumper sticker. Yeah, they're big there. You hire... Uh, you Ron hire Rivera? Ron Rivera, a, a Latin, a Latin American, Hispanic, however you want to say, head coach of the Cowboys. Whoa, watch out! And he's a winner too. Well, he, he made a point today at his press conference saying, "You know, I came in here. This team was two and fourteen. We went back to back to back NFC South titles, including one shot at the Super Bowl. So to say I'm leaving as a loser." Well, you got your facts wrong, but No, he's incredibly successful with him, and I like him. I like what he's done, and he was a you know, really I, solid I was, football player. That was a bizarre move. As I well, mean, I did too, but, you know, you bring up the Cowboys. The Cowboys are selling, I think they're 90, whatever it is, 90 plus thousand. I think it might even be 100,000, 98,000 people that's sitting there. They fill it up anyway. It's not, Ron Rivera is not going to make a difference I, other than maybe being a better coach than Garrett and getting the most out of this talent okay, that they're, they're screwing up there. Let's segue to that. How the hell does Jason Garrett still pull a check? It's um, it's Jerry Jones' relationship with Garrett, who is a backup 
uh, quarterback for them and a very bright guy. Sure. Uh, you know, a Harvard or uh, Ivy League school uh, he, quarterback, kind of like a Fitzpatrick. His next big win will be the first. But, you know, sir, you know, he gets along with Jones. Parcell, you talk about uh, arrogance and uh, high-profile type coaches. He didn't last long because of Jerry Jones. Gruden would never have lasted because Gruden likes to make take control of the situation. Jerry Jones wouldn't let him have it. Parcells the great is thing, there. You could say Parcells is well, a bigger they, dickhead than, than Gruden. Either way, the fact is they both have that personality where they got to control it. Jerry Jones needs a guy like Garrett. Now, Ron Rivera, if I, you know, they're not. He's not the same arrogance and control freak that a um, that a Gruden or a Parcells is. Sure. But he knows enough about football, playing in the NFL and successful, and coaching in the NFL successful. I don't know if the fit would be right with Jerry Jones. Now, if Rivera could have some say in the matter, because I don't think he would take the job unless he had something to say with uh, with the Cowboys and the personnel. Right. I mean, Garrett was hired, no experience necessary. He was a, what, a quarterback's coach? Something like that. Got the, people don't realize he started, he ended his career on the Buccaneers as a backup quarterback. Um, if he doesn't get the Cowboys job, people will be backing up to, to interview uh, Oh, absolutely. Rivera. He'll get a job. He can coach next year if he well, wants well, to. Well, again, it depends on who fires and who gets fired and this and that, but he'll be in the NFL, whether it's an assistant coach to the head coach or a defensive coordinator this is where that's his specialty. He was a defensive player and a very good one at that. The Eighty-five uh, Bears. I was I, I was a little surprised, but maybe they you know maybe uh, maybe only Pittsburgh is one of those organizations, and maybe now with Garrett and Dallas, where they want to keep a guy around for as long as they do, uh, because Rivera still to me was a very successful coach, although having a tough time this year. And again, some of that reason is, you know, you lose Cam Newton, and yes, Allen ignited them, but the last couple of weeks they have faltered tremendously, and maybe the, maybe the owner of Carolina jumped the gun on this one. Well, the owner, which I didn't know, he is this hammerhead, multi-billionaire hedge fund manager. You remember the— All the owners now seem to be coming in, especially in baseball. Oh, this guy. Uh, just like the uh, Rays. He, he looks uh, like Sergeant Rock. You ever remember that comic strip? I mean, this guy has a literally a cinder block for a head. But— he runs things his way. He wants his own coach, and he wants his own guys, which leads me to the question, is Cam Newton next? And if he is, I don't care if you have Winston. I bring Newton in for a backup. Here we go again with the Winston. Uh, the I new, want uh, the Newton. Newton here to Tampa Bay. I, I need him. I know you want him. Let's a, let this sit and play itself out. I get it. I don't want to hear it anymore. Play what? Tired. Out. Would the season end and see what the Buccaneers right. try to do? Well, I, and we don't even know what Carolina's going to do with Newton. Maybe they, maybe they go back to him. They might. Anything could happen, man. There's we so might, much you know, time left. I'm and saying so many things could happen. Jake DeLome's still available. <laughs> if you want Jake DeLome, maybe Steve Berline. He had a year or two good. Jake DeLome made some a, money out of it. Went, went to the Super Bowl, yeah. thank you very much. And then, boom, gone, disappeared. They made two Super Bowls, Jake. Two. Lost. One under Rivera and... One under John Fox. Uh-huh. Because he's wise like a fox. Jaguars, not coach. so much. So, I, you know what? I Again, let, let's lay off the Newton. Let's see what Carolina does. Right, and there's some, there's some football to be played still. You know, I said last week, show me, show me, Jameis. Because every time he has a good game, or every time he has a bad game, I should say, I would say, well, you know, you tear in him a little bit. And all the Winston backers say, hey, dude, it's just one game, just one game. All right, so we had a good game. Then I will report, retort with, it's just one game. Let's see some some steadiness. Let's see a repetition. And well, while he didn't light up the scoreboard, he doesn't have to light up the scoreboard. 
just don't lose the game for us, and he didn't. Well, I like that. Yes, I, and they, you want to see consistency not just from him, but also team. from the whole team. Exactly. You talk about the defense, okay. So we've had really two solid games, once against you know, Matt Ryan and the Falcons, and this week against Foles, Lance Minshew, uh, and the Jaguars, but two uh, below-average teams as far as record-wise. Absolutely. This week they play uh, Indianapolis, Ow. all right, so you move up a little bit. You got Brissett, you know, you got some, uh, you know, and they need to, Indianapolis needs to win to hang in there for the wild card. So this is another test for the Buccaneers this week, and let's see what they do. They sit there at 5-7, and seven, Jake. I'll tell you what, if this team finishes 8-8, eight and eight, I would consider that a hell of a coaching job, considering where they were. You're throwing out the Buccaneers. Yeah, the Buccaneers. Yeah. I mean, an 8-8 eight eight finish, considering they were spiraling towards the abyss. So, maybe we sit back and let professionals coach, instead of being armchair brainiacs thinking we know all the right All right, moves. here's the remaining four games left in the Buccaneers season, starting with the <laughs> Sunday at home against the Colts. All right, this is, you know, we're not talking about the cream of the crop here. We're talking about, then they go to the Lions against a, what, three-win team in the Lions? God, there's some horrible teams. Then they come home and they play Houston, which will, that see, that will be a test because you got, you know, one of the best receivers in in Hopkins in football for the Houston. You got one of the better young quarterbacks, elusive in Watson. That'll be a test. And then they come home, they play the three or four-win team, the Atlanta Falcons. So this is not... We're talking about a high-end schedule, not only all year, but especially the last five or six games of the season. Well, you but it's, again, this is how your team improves. Right. But you don't want to also be like lured into this uh, area of, wow, if they win the last three out nah, of four games. This I don't team even is- think that. I don't even think that. This team's not playoff ready. No, no doubt about that. But you know as well as I do, Jake, when you see your team or a team on the rise, they generally finish the second half of said season on an upward tick, be it baseball, hockey, football, anything. And you're like, wow, this team looks like they're starting to learn how to win games. The trend is on the upward way. Right. I mean, I saw it with Dungy. I saw it in, in another case. I saw it with the with the Rays, the Lightning, and the Cubs the year be- before they would go into winning seasons. You can sense it. You can feel that this team is learning how to win. They might be 30 games out of first, but towards the, the last month of the season, wow, they're getting it down, and there's hope for next year. That's all you want as a Bucks fan. Just give me some hope for next year. A reason where we're not going to say this, the, the roof's going to cave in. And well, I'm starting to see it. There's a Jason Light. He went from public enemy number one. I'm off his back, dude. I'm off his back because, sure, the, the jury's still out on that number one pick of a quarterback. The kicking situation solved itself. The defense is yeah, but, playing well, well. But you you can question the quarterback situation, but really not. I mean, there were two quarterbacks coming out of the draft that year. Mariota, who's sitting for Tannehill right. now in Tennessee, and Jameis. They were no-brainers. You had to take them. The Buccaneers were in dire straits and dire need of a quarterback. But, and Jameis certainly was a... Worthy of another a number one pick, and he's put up the better numbers. Maybe well, not the again, wins. Neither one of them has the wins. But either way, they were both going to be taken, and they needed to be taken by the teams at hand. And whether or not they they worked out themselves, that is yet totally to be seen. Right now, you would think they are questionable at best as far as being solid NFL quarterbacks, but they're not bad. They're average. Marietta, I don't know what his future brings. Right now, Winston will be quarterbacking the Buccaneers for the remainder of the season. The way the Tennessee Titans are playing, Tannehill is there. Marietta will be sitting on the bench. What they do is their problem. But the Buccaneers legitimately have a chance to win three games 
The only real one that I would say they're probably going to lose, even though it's at home, is against the Texans who are fighting for their lives to make the playoffs. Speaking of the Texans, did you catch a little of that? Well, could be. I'll never say the beginning of the end when it comes to Tom Brady or, or the hoodie, but boy, they looked horrific on Sunday night against the Texans. That would be the New England Patriots. Well, they, they don't have a tight end that Brady is accustomed to. Brady is 44 years old. Half he doesn't the team have was sick as dogs. I mean, you can put it, paint a lot of things into it, but that was... They don't have a number one receiver, although they probably never really did other than Randy Moss. Edelman is a great slot receiver. He could be, if you look at his stats down the road the next three or four years, maybe a Hall of Fame type player. He's that freaking good. We'll see but the- there's something missing on the Patriots now, and maybe it is Brady's age. Maybe he has lost you know, a little zip on his strength, on his arm strength. His mobility has gone down. He's never that, that he was ever a real mobile quarterback, but he could take it out and run at times. Things are not clicking correctly, and you know because he's really pissed off every single game. Yeah, and for the first time ever, I'm, I'm seeing him throwing balls, and there wasn't even a receiver there. It looked like, uh, is this the Bucks game we're watching? I mean, to say that a Patriot receiver ran a bad route or the quarterback re- had a bad read, you just don't associate the two. He's but frustrated. This he, will he be really a game. This will be, this is their 4 o'clock prime timer. Kansas City comes a call into New England. We'll find out what they're made of at home. If they don't get it done at home, then you can start freaking out, massholes. Yeah, I meet, uh, you know, working at Publix and running into, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people on a daily basis. So I know a lot of the people in there, uh, big sports fans, people who, you know, who they root for. And there are so many freaking patriots, plus tourists. They come down to this area. They love it. They all, they're so, like, they want me to feel sympathy for them because of the way the Patriots are playing now and the you're way the, they looked against you. So I go, don't, you're yeah. not going to get it from me. you be the wrong guy to ask. I, I wrong mean, division. Yeah, and I tell them, I go, look, I'm a Jet fan. I, I respect, I think, you know, to me, Belichick's the greatest coach in NFL history. Forget Lombardi and all that. What? Because they, different errors, these guys had teams that were set in stone for years and years and years. The only way they can get rid of a player is by trade. This is a whole different ball game. What Belichick, what Kraft, and the rest of the crew has done with Tom Brady by keeping that part of it together. And then the free agent pickups, the, guy that they, the guys that they got rid of, what they have done, we have never seen and will probably never see again, the consistency. But I'm not having sympathy for their troubles now. Sooner or later, Belichick will be gone. Right. More Sooner than later, Bear, Brady's going to retire. What will happen then is beyond me. But you know what? It's not that I hate the Patriots, but I want their fans to understand what they have seen over the last 15, 16, 17 years is not normal. And I want them to live through the agony of real fans like us who from year to year have to just hope we have a playoff caliber team. Right. You can't. Anything that goes up that high and stays that high for that long has got to come back down. And whether we've seen the beginning of the end, it's got to happen eventually. But I think I think we're cl- we're very very close. And you can look at their defense and say, you know, their defense. I mean, they really do have a great secondary, and their linebackers are good. And the defense is good on front on the front four. But uh, other I, I other than their secondary, I think everything else is good, but not great. They're a solid defense that can make some problems in the playoffs. And, of course, having Belichick and Brady in there certainly throws, uh, you know, some fire to the wind or wind to the fire, whatever the saying is. Well, that definitely opens up the door now. But the, I, but the idea is, again, keeping them out of home field advantage throughout. Absolutely. 
That's the bottom line for me. If you're against the Patriots, keeping them out. And right now they are moving in that direction. That'll open the door then for your Baltimore Ravens with what a, I mean, the, the sensation that is Lamar Jackson. And boy, once again, it just goes to show, Jake, why I am not a scout or anyone in charge of personnel. Because with my outside eyes looking in, I said, this guy, there's no way this is going to play over, play in the, in the NFL. I mean, it's a kind of a, it's a, what's Louisville, ACC? What are they? Uh, Louisville is... Uh, some whack at USA. It might be ACC. I don't know. Whatever. They, they don't play the competition that the SEC No, absolutely not. So you figure, you know, this guy racked up a bunch of yards and yada, yada, yada. Looked okay last year. What he's done this year is nothing short of freaking incredible. You watch a highlight. Now, of course, we don't see game in and game out, game out unless you do the... You, you watch these the, uh, the replays of these things. The runs this guy's making, Jake, I, I mean, the speed like I've never seen, maybe... At any position, let alone quarterback, he's snapping guys' ankles. He's having fun, and he is fun to watch. And they now have, well, Vegas has agreed. They've taken over as the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. And that's fair. You want to put them in the favorites position. But you think about, let's let's go back in the uh, last couple years of San Francisco. They hire Lynch from the broadcast booth from sure. the NFL career a guy with no uh, you know experience in corporations and thinking about the general manager of an NFL squad a struggling franchise in the 49ers and he goes in there and I'm thinking what a mistake he made and they struggle the first couple of years he hires Shanahan he gets some draft draft picks he makes a trade with New England to get Garoppolo and then they you know think about the improvement this year they lose two games to Seattle, their rivals, and then they go into Baltimore under you know horrible conditions against a team like the Ravens who destroyed New England a few weeks back, 37 to 20, and everybody's raving about what Ravens are going to do to San Francisco. And what do we have? A 2017 last-second 49-yard field goal by uh, what's his name, Justin Turner? Is it for uh, for the Ravens? Tucker. Justin Tucker. I mean, so. Here's the preview of the Super Bowl right now. And give San Francisco all what's due to them to go into Baltimore and give the game to the Ravens like they did. So Jackson's great. He's had a MVP without question year and will probably win the MVP if he keeps up what he's doing. I don't think there's anybody close. So you go into Baltimore and you make it a, a, a last-second field goal. San Francisco's defense is freaking really good. I mean, Jackson had a good game, but nothing compared to what he's had prior to that. So give San Francisco a lot of credit. Well, you make a great point with San Francisco. The defense, and last year, you remember, the Buccaneers opened up against the Niners, and the Niners had two interceptions in that game, or three, I should say. They had two all two all last season. How is that possible that an NFL team only has two picks all season? But they did. They're 10-2. and two. How about this for a heavyweight slugofest? Come Sunday at one, San Francisco heads into the Big Easy. Both teams nodded at ten and two. New Orleans favored by less than a field goal. Two in the hook. A one o'clock bloodbath in the Bayou. Who do you like there, Jake Jacobson? Is Drew Brees obviously the home quarterback? He's gotten it done a million times. This is going to be a real test for for Garoppolo and Shanahan and that uh, San Francisco defense to go back to back. 
on the road. All right, the good thing for them, I, I doubt they went back to San Francisco and then head back to New Orleans. So they probably stayed a, somewhat on the East Coast. I don't know if it was in Baltimore. They went down to New Orleans. But to have a schedule like that and to play two of the top quarterbacks and two distinctly different styles of quarterbacks in Drew Brees and Lamar Jackson will be a testament to them what they do. I expect the 49ers, I don't know if they'll win, but I expect another game like the Ravens down to the wire. Really a tight a tight affair, if you will? Absolutely. Well, we'll see. My uh, all-time favorite, Taysen Hill, last week. You see, he lined up at over f- seven different positions and 14 different snaps. And scored a 30-yard touchdown that? scan. That's the uh, utility quarterback, the, the Swiss Army quarterback, Swiss Army knife player who plays every position except a uh, kicker. And I bet he could kick Oh, you're going to Hill. Hill. Yeah. Taysun Hill. Yeah. Jake, why wouldn't every team utilize that? Well, I mean, you know as well as I do, the sideline is littered with guys who only play snaps, only play for kickoffs and punts, and that's all they do. It's hard to find a versatile player of that magnitude that can do anything. I'll tell you what, look what Edelman did. Edelman's had a fleet flicker, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, right? because he was a college quarterback. To step up from college so you know he can throw the ball, the fact is, comes a you know quality Hall of Fame type slot receiver, whatever it is, clutch, third downs, the whole thing. Not only can he catch a deep, but he can catch in yards after catch. He's that type of player. You don't find too many guys like that. Now, he could also line up as a runner. Now, no, I wouldn't say that because he's a bigger guy than, than Ed, Ed, Ed Edelman is. But, I mean, to find these type of players is very, very difficult. If, if it was that easy, I think most teams would use a versatile player like that. Well, I that. would say it's a copycat league, right? The, the, yeah, but you got to find the guy. I know, but the... the uh, New England started this trend of the little guy over this little slot receiver over the middle. It seems like every team's followed suit. Every team's got the little white guy. Let's just say it. Little white guy over the middle. The uh, Beasleys, the Humphreys. Yeah, the Humphreys, the Beasleys. The Wells, Wes, Wes Walker. Wes Walker was the, he, he was, was the, the uh, originator of it. But it works, and it's a copycat league. If something works, other teams do it. You think that the other teams would be looking around. What about you, baseball? Wouldn't you say that a utility infielder outfielder is basically a guy who wasn't good enough to start at any other position? Oh, I do. The Mets have one, and McNeil. He started yeah. off the second baseman. Everybody and has one. They, they had injuries. He went out to the uh, right field, to left field. Yeah, you Daniel Murphy say, was like you that. You could say they weren't good enough to play any position, or you could say they were good enough to play any position. Absolutely. However you want to look Correct. at it. Correct. It's, it's a definitely, in baseball, obviously, every team has one. I mean, that for years, every team's had a guy who can play any outfielder in field position. Most of them can catch if need be. But defensive have to adjust. And, yes, San Francisco will have to adjust. Look at it this way. When Lamar Jackson, as far as you know, going out and throwing the ball downfield last week, 14-23, only 105 yards, one TD. 16 carries for 101 yards. I mean, that's just so he had a top. You know, even though you look at his total stats, just over 200 yards. What he does to a defense with that ability, and that's something now San Francisco has to adapt to. And they, at least if they play in the Super Bowl, they'll have a better idea what to expect from Lamar Jackson. But now they have to adapt to Hill. Now, Hill isn't in every play, but when he steps on the field, they got to adjust. And, you know, just, you know, and that's something what makes a great coach the ability to go out there in practice, right. have a guy who plays that position, you know. He's not going to be able to do exactly what they did, but at least you can at least have a better understanding how you're going to play the defenses. And you talk about opening up other avenues. When you got a quarterback who drop and come at you like Earl Campbell or, or Barry Sanders, your linebackers, they don't, do I drop, do I stay up, do the safety stay back? It keeps the entire defense on pins and needles, and that's why it's so effective. 
and just to watch this guy coming at you. You know, when you were a kid playing on the, on the sand lots, it was just one guy who just, you couldn't stop him. You, yeah, you, anybody, 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 I was that guy. Were you just, uh, just snap? Well, I was too quick and fast for an anybody else. Spin moving, you're like, God damn it. Just, you just get so aggravated. Yeah. That's this guy. And I mean, uh, our our beloved masshole, Doug Fernandes, at the Seriously Hell Tribune said, So what? It doesn't last. Doesn't last. I'll, I said to him, it, I would sell my soul for one Super Bowl. You would sell your soul for a Super Bowl. You bet your you're ass. You're out of I your would. mind. I would. You wouldn't take one Jet Super Bowl for a one and one and done, maybe a three-year stint of a quarterback like him, and then just take your one Super Bowl and ride off into the sunset? You mean I die? No, your team dies. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Well, no. Let's I don't, face it. They're, are they going to turn it around in three years? I don't want one and done and never see it again. No, well, I'm not I, saying never see it again. Just one and done, and then that quarterback's done. you got to start over. Uh, the way I look at it, my Buccaneers have a new quarterback every three years anyway, so well, what the difference? Well, it happened with Philadelphia. They had the Foles, and Wentz you know, was their number one pick and their prized possession. They weren't going to give up on him, so Foles was a one and done. I want it, and look what's happened since. They're struggling, so did they sell their soul? But Wentz got him there. No, Wentz only played like three games that year. It was Foles who got him there. Wentz got hurt. The whole Year Philadelphia one. city yeah, went into a conniption fit that that season was, was over. It was past the halfway season mark. It was past the I don't past think eight so. Games. It was about eight games. The only time it really happened is when Phil Sims went down and Hostetler. and Hostetler from I think West Virginia came in and, then and brought to the them the Super Bowl. Never to be heard again. Anybody who goes to the Raiders, goodbye. No, but this is what I, you know. It's again, it's a fit. It's an you know with with. Um, uh, what's his name uh, for the Giants uh, from West Virginia? You just said it. The quarterback won the Super Bowl for Phil Sims. Oh, uh, Hostetler. Well, Hostetler came in. They had the phenomenal defense the Giants did. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, and that's has you to, when, when Foles was, you know, Foles, they had, Philly had a good defense. They didn't have a top quality defense, but they had such, Foles was such a good time management and uh, just a manager of the field for Philadelphia, and that's something that's missing, and I don't know if Wentz has it or they just don't have the personnel. That I haven't figured out yet, and I don't think Philadelphia has it as either. Well, they got a Super Bowl out of out of Nick Foles. I got to find Wentz out. Got there. I got to find out how many, uh, all right, how so many that's, games he That's a look at a lot year. of the, the big matchups, not all of them, but we'll take a quick peek back to the uh, a little junior league action. So they like to call it mini mites. Miami and the Jets are going to play on Sunday too. Isn't that cute? They're going to play a little game. Why are you bring this up? <laughs> the hell cares? You're. A, I tease. Who might have freaking talked shit? My Bucks suck. I think they won two in a row. Your Jets are coming along. They get up. They should beat the shit out of the Dolphins they in New York. Well, here, here's. I like your quarterback. First man. of all, you got. I like Fitz- your quarterback, and I trade Winston in a heartbeat if for you, him. If you, I, it's the Jets are known. Back eight, when when uh, Joe Montana first came up, it was a draft pick of uh, Walsh for the San Francisco. Sure. And that year, they were owing whatever they were. They come into Shea Stadium, so this had to be, when did Joe come in? Late 70s, early 80s? 78. 78. So they were owing whatever they were, owing 10 or 11. When they came into Shea Stadium, I was at the game. And you know what happened? Uh, they got their first win, San Francisco, under Joe Montana. You were there. I was there it's at Shea. the game because I had season tickets since uh, 1979. But before then, we were picking up tickets pe- periodically, and we went to that. Whatever the year that was, we were at the game. So this year, uh, I think Miami Dolphins were 0-7 when we played them. They got their first win. Cincinnati brings in Dalton back in. I knew there was going to be problems. They end up getting their first win after going 0-11. So 
coming into this week at home against Fitzpatrick. And again, when you have a quality veteran backup quarterback who has started his career as well, like a Fitzpatrick, anything could happen. And one thing Miami, give them credit for, they got rid of so much of their personnel to get draft picks and load up for this year. They have not tanked it. They play hard every single game. And beating Philadelphia this past week shows that. So, no, I'm not taking for granted, as the Jets showed this week in Cincinnati. Miami coming into uh, New York, they don't want to lose this game. Trust me. Jets favored by five and a half in that ball game. All right. I don't trust it. I don't. Tr- I never bet on my own team. And I'm a, look, I, I want the Jets to win. always do. But their losses don't bother me. Why? Draft pick, draft pick, draft pick. They still have a shot, probably the top five. And I'm hoping, you know, it's not going to happen. But the guy I want is defensive end from Ohio State and Chase Young. He's a stud, isn't he? He's a stud. Speaking of which, we'll get to college in a second. What a championship weekend we got coming up. Bloodbath in Atlanta. LSU, Georgia will knock heads. I don't, I, I just promise not had a great year for Georgia. And LSU and Ohio State, to me, are the two best teams in the country. And although I hate Ohio State and want them to lose every game and would love to see them lose against Wisconsin, I would still, in one sense, want them to win out because I do think they're the best team with LSU. And I'd like to see the heads-up matchup in the uh, college championship this year. What a wacky game as Alabama gets the old doink off the upright and loses that game. The Iron Bowl was a classic among classics as they stormed the field in where the hell's the name? Jordan Hale Stadium. Why, the, they were so uptight up there, they had to go out back and have their sarsaparilla. They got a case of the vapors as the Auburn Tigers upset the Crimson Tide. They gave the help off the next hour. What year, by the way, did Nick Foles win a Super Bowl? 1873, the year that, that liberal Lincoln freed our people. Was it 2017? Yeah, it seems like last year, doesn't it? Wait a minute. What day is this? <laughs> Was it 2017 when they won the Super Bowl? I, I, I do not know that. Uh, yeah, it was. It was two years ago. Uh, because yeah. last year it was the New England Patriots. But a lot of people would just love to see them go down, wouldn't they? We'll see what they're made of. If they lose at home, I can't remember a home loss this late in the season because Tom Brady looked completely out of sorts, throwing his helmet and shit. And don't get anybody, Tom. You know you're dying that hair. Your hair's not blacker when you're 42 than it was when you're 22. Well, first of all, his hair is a lot shorter now. It's very difficult for me to really acknowledge that. Like his Elvis, hair. okay? His hair is short. I mean, when he came out, his hair was, you know, in that, you know, 16, 18, 19, whatever it's been for him. Hey, his hair was a lot longer. I'm a, I'm a Brady guy. I'm a, I am a Brady guy because I appreciate greatness when I see it. We'll never see anything like it. I, do I think that he's done? Maybe part of the We're back, back of my, on Brady's career done. No, back of my head thinks, could he be done? But then I think of all the times, this exact same time last year, all the pundits are saying, well, I just think it's time. I think Brady, it, they're done. They're done now. They're, they're, they're not any good. And Well, they're not any good right now. They freaking win the Super Bowl. Right, I'm too. not calling for them to win the Super Bowl. But it's the AFC. Is, it's Baltimore and everybody else. The NFC, Jake. But we forgot even to talk about the Packers. Where do they sit in this whole thing? And how about my favorite? I think Russell Wilson's having a career year. Well, Seattle certainly isn't the defensive team that they once were, but they have Russell Wilson. So well, he's something else to see, isn't he? He's an unbelievable MVP look, year. He's a great player. I and certainly viable for an MVP. He brings, 
something special to the table, like a Lamar Jackson. No question. And stuff like that. Um, Seattle, San Francisco, you got the two best teams right now in the NFC, Those and they're playing both of them now for that. You know, depends who gets the home yeah, field. Because yeah. a game, if you got to go through Seattle, forget it. Not necessarily well, forget it, but it's tough. Forget it. If you got to go through New Orleans, tough. When you have good defenses, and that's the one, again, San Francisco owes Seattle because I think Seattle beat them in San Francisco. They come back to Seattle this week. again. Or uh, When do they play Seattle again? San Francisco. I need schedules in front of me. I know. I can't, or I need, at least I need 500 iPads in front of me See, so I can Google all this stuff. Seattle, San Francisco, too? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. What are they Let's playing? Say, no, I got a man on that. Seattle. You got a man on it? I got a man on that. Uh, Pete, our intern. That's the, uh, Seattle Seahawks. The schedule. Seahawks come calling. Let's see. They got the Rams this Sunday. And that's, you know, that, that's in Seattle. That's, that is a good matchup. All right. They, they end the season on J- December 29th, 49ers at Seattle. It can come down to that. That's a good. They got a cakewalk till they get there, though. But this is no, this is not a cakewalk. Rams, Rams played a lot better last week. Uh, I understand it wasn't, you know, the greatest team in the world that they beat 40 to... Uh, what did Rams win? Uh, they beat the uh, my Arizona Cardinals. What did they beat them? 40 to 6 or something was, like it that? It was a blood, a But that, that was a need for them. They had to prove something to the NFL and to their own squad that Goff and Gurley and all that are not dead in their defense and all that. So this is a big test for the Rams. Ram, you want to get back in it? You want to make a wild cards run? you got to beat Seattle this week at home. If you do that... You might be able to put them in the uh, in the running as well for the uh, if they get to the uh, playoffs. You know, as was, a potential. These up. are the four best talented teams. Probably we got Seattle, we got San Francisco. I'm talking about the NFC. I sure. think Dallas is there if they can get their act together, and po- quite possibly the Rams. I don't think it's the Rams. Oddly enough, I was up there at Buffalo Wild Wings. The new Buffalo Wild Wings on Cortez and Bradenton. Boy, if you've not been there, you've not ever been to a Buffalo Wild Wings. It towers above anyone you've ever been to. It's gigantic. I mean, it's Las Vegas sports book like Jake. It's gigantic. At any rate, sat down. Craziest story ever. I was doing a Joe Bucks fan event with the Hall of Famer Ira Kaufman. No holds barred, Ozzy and Jake. That's right. Um, sat down with, lo and behold, a Rams fan. So I had to say, big Rams guy, huh? You from uh, St. Louis? No. L.A.? No. Okay, makes perfect sense to be a Rams fan then. So, hanging out, talking to him. I said, well, I grew up in Chicago, but I've been a Bucks fan for yada, yada, yada. Because I'm in creamsicle from head to toe. Not head to toe, but a nice creamsicle jersey. He says, I'm from outside Chicago. I said, oh, so am I. I said, really? Do tell. Whereabouts? He says, DeKalb. I said, good night now. Put my drink down and walked away. DeKalb, Illinois is 40 miles west. If you blink, you go through. It's a corn town. I lived a mile in front of it on the right-hand side. I said, you ever hear of a little town called Maple Park? He says, oh, sure. I said, I grew up in Maple Park. He said, all right, good night then. (laughs) I said, there's no goddamn way. How old was he? 52 years old, born a month after I was, lived an entire life there. Okay. We're naming names. You know Kelly? Yeah. You know this guy? Yeah. You know that guy? Yeah. How do we not know each other? Six degrees of separation. That's what you're telling me. I brought a shirt to give away, an Aussie shirt. And I said, I want you to have this, my man. And I want you to walk around the streets of Maple Park. When they say, who what's this shirt mean? You say, this is a guy, kid, from the little town here. What a dream. He took that dream and, well, in his mind, it became a reality. 
He walks down there in Florida, talking shit, taking names. So remember, for the little kids around here, picking their nose, watching internet porn. You too. Little you, Donnie. You can have your own radio show that, well, may or may not be listened to. So that lesson. Well, does he live here now? No, he came down to visit his sister. Really? I mean, he can go back there and... Absolutely. This is okay. So listen to this. this There's a little... My little podunk town that I grew up... My entire... I lived there. My dad lived in the city, so I'd go back and forth. Um, But it was rural, baby. Real rural. There is a rock and roll bar in my little town, Maple Park. My bucket list. It's going to happen, buddy. I'm going to take my band, and we're going to play a hometown show. And I'm going to blow the roof off. Maple Park is going to be called Aussie Fest. It's a real easy dream. You know what it involves? A phone call in a U-Haul. Well, when is this going to happen? Next summer. Next summer. Bet your ass. The summer like 2020 or 21? The summer of love, baby. 2020 or 21? 20. Not happening. You're full of shit. No. <laughs> Why am I full of shit? I'm not making this promise. I even have play a, qu- a... I mean, who am I going to upset? The Country Joe and the Hambones? I mean, it's not like they got a heavy booking schedule. If I call and I say Sean Osborne, who went to grew up here, has a band, and he's a big shot in Florida, in his own mind, and he wants to play our bar, then God damn it, bring his ass up. I already have a title sponsor, Chewy Lemonheads. Chewy Lemonheads going to bring the, the entire sh- uh, tour... It's going to, a one-stop only. I figure if we go up there, we'll play two nights. Well, let me ask you this. First of all, how, how big is Maple Maple Park? Is 700 it? people, maybe 1,000. All right, and that between that and DeKalb, there's... DeKalb's a little bit bigger. I mean, there's probably 30,000 people. All right, now. so how many people know who Ozzy is that live up there? When anyone did you move? In, anyone at 1980? So you were a young little pup, 10 I years old? Made quite an impression. Were you, what, 10, 11 <laughs> years old at the time? Yes. I mean, come they, stop it. They, a lot of people could be dead that that knew you then. Or move to another city, another state. They'll come back. So you're going to go you up something. there with I this. I went up about 10 years ago, Jake. Wing and a prayer for a band. And then you're going to. Why don't you play at the, um, let's see, this is. We'll, uh, we'll do some gigs leading up there. Maybe stop and put Why don't car. you play in Wrigley Field and fill that up? Don't be a wise ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that would be the key right there, wouldn't it? Play, I mean, there's no shortage of bars. Well, where were the name of the place where the Bulls and the Blackhawks play? No, Twenty thousand people the, there. The Chicago Stadium or the United Center. I'm trying to live a dream here, buddy. So that I'm was. Just trying okay. to, I'm just trying to bring some reality. Now, if it had look, look for me, who I, who I love you to death, and you know, I might. Not only are you a good broadcaster, but you are an even better guitarist. So Thank you, Jake. I know you're, you're, you're capa- very, very complimentary. I, I, and I, I appreciate I, it. And I, and I believe that. And you're very capable of playing. You could probably play for the Stones as far as I'm concerned. Have you ever... Oh, well, thank you. That really means a lot to me. And it's, Van Halen, any of them. And I mean that. Have, have you never gone back and maybe checked a bucket list thing off of something? Not go back and say, look at me, but go back to from whence you came and say, well, you know, I'm a little kid from... Yonkers, New York, and by God, I did this. Wham, you put your foot down. Yeah, but then nobody knows what I've done down here. If I go back to Yonkers and said I want to put together this sports thing, people come out, they're going to say, who the, you know, who's who is he? Schmuck? Right. Who is this shit for meal? If you want to take your band up there and do a six-month tour in the area and start building up a reputation, I'm wow. sure at some point See, now that's where you you, people crazy. will follow you around and watch you at bars. Yes. I'm not looking for six months. I'm looking for two nights and then come back home. You're you, 
unless you have a uh, bona fide bar there that fills it up all the time that could promote it's called, you. It's called HD Rocks or some shit. You know, former uh, Maple, Maple Park resident Ozzy the Sports Junkie. And I was an all-star. And his band, Chaotic, will be appearing for two nights. You know, promote it like everybody should Absolutely. know it. Absolutely. Then maybe they'll show up. You better bet your sweet ass. And, and give you go, a love fest that you've never had back before. To the, the farmhouse I, I grew up in. And I'm going to go up to that room I grew up and sit there with my radio under my head and say, wake up and go, oh, God, it was all a nightmare. Oh, thank God I'm back in my bed and I'm 11 years old. 11 years Would old. Would you want to relive your... I wouldn't want to. Look, I'll, I, my fingers are crossed that you can put this together, but well, this I'm is... Not, it's not the end of the world. It's, you know... No, I understand this. This is a bucket list thing you want. But I think giving it 2020 is a, a little bit... Uh, asking a little too much, but hey. I don't know if I got 21 on the map yet. I mean, I'm trying to fill out 20. You know what I want to do? I want to It's have, amazing how we got into this conversation. I want to have Hugh Downs do the Hugh intro. Downs? Yeah, host of 2020. Fuck. Oh, Hugh Downs hasn't been on on 2020 and God Hugh knows Downs anything. Hugh Downs hasn't taken a breath on this earth in yeah, about 50. That, that's quite... And Morley Safer died a few years as well that we talked about earlier. You call Maury Shackett or something like that. Maury Schaefer? Anyway, it's Ozzy, the sports junkie. I'm Jake Jacobson. It I'm Maury Schaefer. And tonight on 60 Minutes, proclaiming people are dead when they're not. Or No Holds Barred, a complete interview with Ozzy and Jay tonight on 60 Minutes. One of a 17-part series needing 3D glasses. Uh, you're not going to believe this. We've been, we've been doing this for 55 minutes already. Do you want to hear what the tie-in is with the guy at the bar? He was wearing a Rams jersey, right? So we talked, started talking about Rams. He was wearing an distinct St. Louis Rams jersey. Well, by the way, we know. did you get a Facebook or name? Oh, anything? sure. All right, so they, they, Absolutely. he'll bring his crew of five or six people. You better believe it. There you go. <laughs> God bless I, you. My three friends, excuse me, my three friends, and they're 85 families. No, I, believe it or not, I have a big fellow, big following of um, of friends. So the friend, the guy was wearing a Rams, Rams jersey. jersey, and I'm like, how the hell? And I said, you Cubs? Were you a Cubs fan? No White Sox. I go, excuse me, check. Can I get a check over here? First off, it was the first place I've been to that had Bud Light Orange behind the counter. Well, there's a positive I right mean, off the are bat. Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, first off, I mean, it was a gigantic, gigantic setup up there. In my, it reminded me of my, my years. Yeah, just leading the league in home runs. So this other guy walks in. I'm talking about his Rams, and we're watching them get their... Well, they did beat the uh, Cardinals, but I said, man, I don't know about that quarterback. You gave him a hell of a lot of money. He looks like shit this year. And Jared, what's his face? The uh, Rams' big quarterback. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Who is very, very Winston-esque, if you ask me. His first two seasons were very iffy. Now, last year, he exploded to the Super Bowl, but kind of going back to the... Uh, from Well, Winston. this is why when you talk about Wentz and you talk about Goff, he's, again, I being mean, a great quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback, is about consistency year after year. That's what we haven't had in Tampa, and that's what they're not getting in L.A. So here comes this other guy, Jake. Exact same Rams jersey. They didn't know. I go, is this your buddy? He goes, no. Jake... Are you familiar with the uh, Seinfeld episode, BBO, Beyond Body Odor? Of course. This guy smelled so goddamn bad. And when he found out I was radio guy, he wanted to tell me every story that he ever knew in his life. And I was very cordial. And he kept shaking my hand. And he grew up in Los Angeles. And he was a part. He was a ball boy for the old L.A. Rams. He knew uh, uh, Roman Gabriel, Pat Hayden, all the you know, yada, yada, yada. 
And it was all I could do. And I don't want to be rude to anyone, but dude left a little to be desired when it came to hygiene. So game's over. Second game's over. I got to hightail it back to the Aussie Manor. I, sh- I washed my hands three times <laughs> in the restaurant. As I'm driving home, I can still smell this guy's B.O. on me. That's... Now, he didn't hug me or anything, just shook my hand, and he did put his arm around me at one point. Wow. I think that's what did it. I stopped at a Wawa to get a milkshake, delicious product, and to wash my hands again, <laughs> and to get a sanitary wipe to wipe my steering wheel, because I'm starting to freak out. Oh, God. Jay, but I understand your paranoia the, here. The smell was overwhelming. Yeah. I got home, took a complete shower. Did Lori say you smelled? She said, get in the other room, you're offensive. <laughs> all five senses. The next morning, now this is after defunkifying the car. Defunkifying the car. The car reeked of the guy's body odor. That's that's not good. I, I, you remember the uh, the car episode with, uh, yeah. with Seinfeld. Yeah, they just get rid of it. They couldn't, uh, like they did entity. everything. They had guys detail it inside goes, and out. He you smell it? He goes, do I smell it? What am I hard to smell it? <laughs> <laughs> this is B.O. This is beyond B.O. This is B.B.B.O. All right, but well. he had it. And then here's the kicker. Now, he knew I was set up and I was giving away stickers and T-shirts and what have you. He knew I was radio guy. So he's telling me this story how he knew Marshall Falk. And I don't even know what the hell happened there. So I said, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Call me and I'll put you on the air. He goes, what do you want me to call you later tonight? <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think he even knew I was radio. He just wanted to call and talk later. So that was a bizarre one, but God. a fun time was had up there. And uh, if you're in the if you're in the Bradenton area, Buffalo Wild Wings. But listen, listen to this, Jake. Next Sunday, not the coming Sunday, but a week from this Sunday, I will be out at the university locale representing Joe Buck's stand. So try to come out because maybe some dignitaries will show up. Maybe I get your ass out there. What? You heard me. My couch and my tush have a love fest Didn't on a Sunday. Didn't you play some golf last weekend? What'd you do? I played golf in Boca on Saturday. Drove home Sunday. I played very well. I hadn't played in three months. Drove home Sunday morning. Went to my son Josh's. Aaron came down, and we watched that horrific effort against the Bengals on Sunday together. What a waste that was. I saw that the young uh, Aaron was uh, like in a tiki lounge somewhere. He he looked like he was in a tropical getaway. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't with him. He came down to watch the game on Sunday, but Sunday, Saturday and Friday I was in Boca Raton. Well, he's my hero. Thank as you. is as is the lovely Josh. By the way, him and uh, Aaron and Pat will be going up uh, to the Army Navy game. Uh, oh, I guess very, next week. Very cool. They did that last year. They yep. got on the field. And yep. that's exciting. Doing it again now. Before we end this again, nearly our program of No Holds Barred with Ozzy and Jake. I just want to bring up because we've talked primarily about football and it's a few other maybe things. Maybe the most in-depth football uh, show we've ever done. No doubt. Well, maybe doubt, but well, I don't know. We've, talked we've done a lot of shows since uh, last November, a year now. I don't remember the exact date, but we started in November of 2018. We are now November of, or December now of 2019. But before we go, I just wanted to bring this up. Yes. Because a couple of signings today in Major League Baseball. Cole Hamels leaves Chicago, signs an $18 million one-year deal with the Braves. Holy mackerel. And Zach Wheeler of my New York Mets, 29 years old. Now get this. He signs with the Phillies, the Jet, one of the Mets' rivals. Five years, $118 million. Now, Zach is a talented young man. But $118 million, when Jacob DeGron, who won his <laughs> second Cy Young a couple weeks ago for the New York Mets, but sure. the year before, signed a, I think it was a four, maybe a five-year deal, but it was worth $125 million. Good Lord. So you're telling me that Zach Wheeler 
is worth $118 million when DeGrom only got $125 million. Now, Zach, again, talented, inconsistent, can be rattled. I think Philly's vastly overpaid giving him that kind of money. Well, they would know about overpaying. They got Bryce Harper sitting for, there you go. what, 14 years? But, oh. I mean, it's gotten to the point where I think Zach's career uh, stats were 44 and 38 with the Mets with a 3.77 ERA, which isn't bad, but which isn't great. And to me, which is not worthy of what? $20 million a year, give or take $25 million a year? It's insanity. I'll see that one, and I'll throw my own two cents in on the other side, Jake. Did you see where the Rays let Darno, or however you yes. want to pronounce it, let him walk? To the paltry tune of $8 million? No, no, no. That's not true. Fill me in. What did he get? Two years? 16? No, I think it was two years, $30 million. I don't care what he did to that Rays team. He single-handedly lit the fire that got him into the playoffs. How do you let him go? There's a first catcher they've had maybe ever who, who could hit the ball, and he was a decent catcher. Yeah, if right. $15 million is too much for a catcher, fold the team. Travis... Darno's salary. I gotta find this. I, I don't think it was fifteen million. That was eight. I thought it was sixteen two years. I thought deal. it was two years, thirty million dollars. And I'm thinking the Braves. Are you I would say he's mind? worth it. To, no, to he's, s- not, he's not he, a great no, defensive catcher. He, he, his, he doesn't his, throw his out a lot of players. His offensive DH is ass. He had what one solid year, and that was with the Rays. And what did he do? Games played ninety two, batting average two sixty three. Games won. Games. Game-winning RBIs is no longer a stat. I'm just telling you, you know, you just, you can't pay the, I mean, the throwing money around is absurd. Yeah, but you're talking about 140 million. I'm talking about 8 million or 10. No, I, That's no, nothing. I'm fine. The bat boy makes 8 million on the Yankees. Hey, how about a positive note? How about our buddy? I know you love him. This guy is up for the Ford Frick Award. Mr. Dwayne Stats. All right, two-year, $16 million contract. So he's making uh, $8 million a year. But two years, it's still a lot of money for a guy who had one average, above-average year. One! I know. And he was injury-prone with the Mets. This is his first. And he didn't even play a full season with with the Rays. He single-handedly won about seven games. Three walk-off home runs. I bring him back just for the, the, the... the charisma and the and the karma alone. Yeah. Who's it going to be their catcher then? Another Zazino? They got more guys named Zazino than a, a Vegas burlesque act. So you think that the Rays should have given him a two years, a $60 million contract? It's jump change. Well, I, to me, it's still $8 million. I mean, the guys, guys should be walking away saying, you know what? I haven't had a real major league career. I didn't live up to any expectations. I had 60 games worthy of, you know, an average guy. And I'm getting $16 million. And after taxes next, and after uh, paying my agent, I'm going to come away with, say, $10 million. I'm set for life. He's got to go live in an armpit like Atlanta. <laughs> Name the last guy who went to Atlanta that got any decent run. B.J. Upton, well, they're never to be heard of again. Well, they got one of the, like Washington, they got some young studs on that team. And he's going to a very, very good team. Travis Darno. Oh, the Braves? Well, the Braves are turning around. they got a beautiful stadium. Well, Jake, it's, it's been a jumping good time. That's it. I'm going home. I'm done. I, uh, hey, quickly. Yes. The, t- the transformation has been made. You know that I don't start watching Puck until baseball's over, and really there's nothing else going on. Head over heels into the Lightning and NHL season. So, All right. Well, ho- hockey's now fair game. And next week, when I get back from my Vegas short turnaround two-day trip to Vegas to see the New York Rangers and the uh, 
Vegas Golden Knights. I'll give you my opinion on what the Golden Knights look like with their stadium and what it's like in there as far as the feel and atmosphere. I love it. And check and see if they have gambling in there. Of course. Quickly. Have you ever seen Love, the Cirque du Soleil? Well, here's the problem. Of course I haven't. And yes, we were going to, but the week we're going, this weekend, they're off for up. two weeks. Ah, fuckers. I know. Of Unbelievable. You have or you haven't. I haven't. Oh, I figured you would have seen it 87 times. I, didn't go to, I haven't been to Vegas in 11 years. You're going to love it. I, I will. I would have, but they're not playing. That was the first thing I looked into. Legal weed and hookers. There'll be no hookers. There'll and be nothing like that. All right, a breakfast buffet. Okay. <laughs> that, yes. Jake Jacobson, Ozzy the Sports Junkie, No Holds Barred, Spotify, iTunes, Google, you name it, we're there. We'll be back here next week on the No Holds Barred podcast. Good show. Jolly good show, Major. Oh, save my face with a rusty razor. 